Welcome to Our Jewish Roots with insightful Bible teaching from Israel by Dr. Jeffrey Seif. Today we look at the prophetic future on Eretz Israel, the land of Israel. Look to the north, the south, the east, the west. All the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Eretz Israel. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am David Hart. I'm Kirsten Hart. I am Jeffrey Seif. And with David, I say thank you. I'm thankful personally as a Christian to have been born anew, to find life in biblical literature. And I'm thankful as, as a Jewish person to be able to commend this story to you about Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel. And I'm thankful that you have a heart to receive it. Thank you for going on the journey with us in this series. I think we say this every series ending that we're sad that it's over. It's been so good. Yes, what a great story. Our donors send me to Israel, send us there to do what we do. And uh, I'm just so thrilled, frankly, when I look at these programs before they go out on network, just to see what the team did in putting it together. I'm impressed by it. I'm not impressed by me. I'm impressed by the overall work product. And I hope you find value in it. Really. Well, there's been so much biblical history modern insight into the land of Israel. And it's fascinating that God worked there. He is working there and he will. It's a past, present, and future with the land of Israel. Right. God worked there yesterday and his presence in the world attests to his presence in our world today. That's good. Here's a quick recap of our dramas from the series, followed up with Dr. Seif and David Dolan discussing the miracle of Israel. Eretz Israel. It began with Abraham. And Abram took Sarah, his wife, his nephew Lot, all the substance and persons they had acquired in Haran, and journeyed to Canaan. And the Lord appeared to Abraham's son, Isaac, Sojourn in this land, for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries. And then to Isaac's son, Jacob, the land where thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. To Moses, behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers. And then Joshua. So Joshua took the whole land and gave it for an inheritance unto Israel, according to their divisions by their tribes. I'm sure he was a little edgy. I know that because over and again, the Lord said, fear not Joshua, for I have given you the mandate. I've given you the command in the land to lead the children of Israel into the next stage of their journey. And that was the conquest of the land of Canaan. 
the text is explicit, and I'm, I imagine that he was pleased to hear it. He says, be strong and of good courage. For to this people, you, Joshua, will divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. It wasn't an enormous tract, but it extended up to the Euphrates, over to the river of Egypt, to the Mediterranean Sea on the one hand, and then out uh, past uh, 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 what we would call Jordan today eastward. There was a land that in Bible times was known and to Bible readers is known as in effect, the promised land. Well, that was the biblical vision, but what's the current division? Right now we have here the land of Israel, but I'm standing at a place right here where we're about nine miles away from the Mediterranean Sea. Behind me is a village dotted with minarets, a sign of an Islamic triumph. So we have biblical vision on one hand and we have current political division on the other. Goodness, David, what do we make of this? Well, we are dealing with a tiny land and you know, it really isn't uh, clear to a lot of people around the world just how small this is. We've been up on the Golan Heights yep. and uh, there is a lot in the south and we're talking about 280 miles at its longest. But the main problem is this was the pre-67 border, this here. Now, it's really small here. We're talking, as you said, nine miles at, at uh, its narrowest, but on average it's 15 miles wide. Here's Tel Aviv, um, here's Haifa, here's Netanya and Herzliya right over here. Two thirds of Israel's Jewish population lives right in this area. And if you take it all the way from the northern border to the Gaza Strip, 80% of Israel's Jews live in a 15 mile wide on average piece of land. Who's living here, David? And this is mostly Arab towns and villages. And as you pointed out, some are inside of Israel, inside of this pre-67 border, but Nablus is here. Here's Jerusalem. You can see the border went right through this, the heart of the city. Israel had the western part and the Arabs had the eastern part. Uh, it's tiny. And all the way across, if you take that line out, Right here, it's about 30 miles. At its widest, it's 55 miles, it's now, tiny. If I understand correctly, the biblical vision extends downward further this way, it extends upward to the Euphrates, out this way. That's the biblical vision. Mm -hmm. The Palestinian vision, the mandate, calls for pushing Israel into the sea. Into the sea. I mean, we're getting awfully narrow here, aren't we? And we talked earlier about the partition plan, the UN partition plan, and this, it was even smaller what Israel was gonna have. Uh, the Arabs would have had a part of this, they would have had further down here, et cetera. But even without that, even with what they got in the 48 war, it's, it's tiny. And to give that back to the Palestinians for a state, is gonna again leave Israel extremely exposed. She's one eighth of 1% of the population of the whole uh, Middle East. Um, tiny little land with uh, just a few million people. It's very vulnerable to missile attack in particular. Yeah, we, we can see it from here, uh, uh, the Mediterranean Sea. I mean, it's a stone's throw away in effect. You know, I think, let's, tell me what you think of this. Let's say there's a man who's unhappy with his wife. You weigh 120 pounds. If you lose 10 pounds, I'd love you more. She loses 10 pounds. She's 110 pounds. If you lose 10 pounds more, we get along. If you lose 10 pounds more, 10 pounds more, it gets to the point it's not about the pounds. There's something wrong in the thought process. Oh, if, if Jews would just give up a little more of the real estate, it's a small parcel 
and we're already pushing against it to gobble up more and more of the Jewish homeland. This isn't the Bible. Whoever carved up this turkey never read the biblical text. Exactly. And you know, the Palestinians have just made a film in which they take over Tel Aviv. Uh, it was made down in the Gaza Strip. They go through the streets and they've dr driven all the Jews out of the land entirely. And that is the vision of Muslim fundamentalists. No Jewish state, a Jewish state contradicts their faith. Uh, Islam's the final truth. The truth of that statement was proved by their capture of Jerusalem, they believe. Yeah. So a lot of them just want to see Israel gone entirely. Well, I guess we're going to see whose God is stronger. And that's the old way of doing business. You know, nations would fight, they'd pray to their gods, and the winner had the stronger God. Well. Uh, he who keeps watch over Israel has been keeping watch over us for thousands of years, and I trust he'll guide us through this dilemma. What says David Dolan? I believe it as well. It's, uh, it's a miracle that Israel exists at all. Uh, all these wars, etc. God's going to keep Israel until the end, I'm sure of it. Yes, and the end comes sooner day by day. The end of this program is coming sooner as well, but there's more to come as we give a wrap on our series, Eretz Israel, the land of Israel. Our offer on this program, a DVD collection of all eight programs in our series, Eretz Israel. Take a backroads journey with Dr. Jeffrey Seif through the Holy Land. Explore the Bible's account of Israel's past, present, and future. Journalist David Dolan joins Dr. Seif and lends his insight regarding the modern day struggles that accompany the reestablishment of the ancestral Jewish homeland. This is a series that sets the record straight the biblical and historical account of the land of Israel. Call 1-800-WONDERS and ask for Eretz Israel. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey. Arise, walk through the land, for all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Worship in the shadows of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Behold the land of the covenant. For all the uh, Palestinian rhetorical flurry about driving Israel into the sea, well, if they do it, they're going to discover when they get here an advanced civilization. And you see it behind me, it's Tel Aviv. Reminds me when individuals get to work instead of get to raging, uh, there's a lot of things people can accomplish by working together. And to have God helping you, that doesn't hurt either, does it, David? It doesn't, and God certainly has helped the Israeli people and uh, this that uh, we mentioned earlier was just marches, marshes and sand dunes uh, just a hundred years ago yeah. is now this thriving city. People have been raging and fighting. It's amazing to me that the Palestinians don't have a good uh, baseball team for all the good pictures for these rock throwing. Uh, there's got to be something better to do with those energies instead well, of warring. 
Indeed, um, I've covered uh, the two uprisings that uh, occurred here, 1987, 1991, 92. Uh, hundreds of Palestinians killed, hundreds of Israelis killed in the Israeli case, mostly civilians and terror attacks. Uh, then we had um, a little brief uh, period of hope with the Oslo Peace Accords and peace with Jordan, but it wasn't. Uh, but seven years after that, we had a second uprising, and again, uh, a thousand Israelis killed, uh, several thousand Palestinians. Palestinians killed, a, a real mess. So-called Palestinians, uh, individuals of Arab extract that have some history here, but not a divine mandate here as in the sense of the Israelite peoples, correct? Well, no, and uh, in fact, this was never uh, a country under Muslim rule. Uh, the Muslims that ruled it, as we've mentioned earlier in the series, were either in Cairo or they were in Damascus. Sometimes they were in Baghdad, then finally in Constantinople or Istanbul. Right. Never in Jerusalem. Tel Aviv didn't exist at all. This was part of a larger Arab area, Syria, southern Syria, they often called it. Uh, so, yes, you're right. The name you know, Palestine is, is a Western name that didn't really apply. Historically, there's no Palestinian constitution, flag, national anthem, currency. Um, you can go back and see a divine constitution in biblical literature for Israelites to this part of the world going back thousands of years, coinage, history and the like. Uh, you just weigh it out and the evidence uh, informs there's a Jewish presence here. The other seems to me rather mythic. Well, the, the irony is that the Palestinian national movement, as they would call it, is, is a reflection of Zionism. It wasn't until the, the Jewish movement back to the land became organized and formalized with the first Zionist Congress and all these other things that the Palestinians or the Arabs here started to have a sense of nationalism to this little land. Now, by now, they have developed those things and they have the Palestinian Authority government and they have, you know, the, the, the makings of a state coming, but they still haven't gotten very far in that and certainly nowhere like the Israelis did, like the Jewish people did before the state was actually created. Well, you make an important point that a lot of this uh, uh, Palestinian self-determination comes in the wake of uh, a Zionist represence here, as opposed to having history before the modern Jewish state. It was really sparked off by Zionism, uh, ironically. You know, that's, that's when they thought, hey, we have to have something to uh, you know, identify with and to push forward with. It was, it was just the Arab world in general. All these states were created in the last hundred years by uh, the Europeans and et cetera. So. And, and talk about Spark. Uh, you've been uh, observing Sparks flying here all the while, looking at different wars. How long have you lived here, David? I've been here since 1980, so for over 30 years. And you've been a correspondent helping Christians understand the Bible on the one hand, Israel on the other, how it all comes together. Yeah, and that's a unique aspect of it. Of course, I've also covered those wars, the 82 Lebanon War and the, the 2006 uh, attacks from uh, Hezbollah and uh, the Scud attacks from Saddam, etc. But um, I've been able to give a little bit of comfort and hope in the midst of that, working at Christian radio yeah. and different things. I've been following your career and appreciate you so doing. We're going to wrap it up in a, in a moment or two and look at what the Bible says, not just about the present, but about the future here in Eretz Yisrael. We are at the end of this series, Eretz Israel. We have many more series coming your way. It takes lots of work, lots of money, lots of prayers, and we thank you so much for your support and all of that. I just want you to know that many people write into this ministry, either on their keyboards or still handwritten letters, and say, we want you to know that this ministry is being prayed for daily by people across the world 
thank you for that. And here's a fun thing. Watching this whole series, it's been a great one. We'd love for you to write to us and tell us your personal takeaways, things that you learned from watching Eretz Israel. And you have brought us so much knowledge, yes. well, you're as you so, always do. You're so kind to say that. I appreciate my friends and even my detractors, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Not everybody likes what we do, but God bless. We love to be able to do it, and we're thankful in the doing. Coming up next, by the way, is something very interesting. If you're interested in coins, ancient coinage, you're going to see how ancient money is important for corroborating the ancient biblical testimony. Coming right up. One sure proof way of connecting a people with their land is through a study of their coinage. Donald Ariel is head of the coin department of the Israel Antiquities. These little boxes contain irrefutable evidence that there has been a Jewish presence in Eretz Yisrael for thousands of years. Uh, coins are extremely important in dating. Um, when one finds a stratum in an excavation, um, one can date using the objects in that stratum. Um, most of the objects are ceramics, pots, broken potsherds, and those do not provide very, very fine dates. Uh, we can barely date a potsherd to within a hundred years, but there are coins here and coins that were struck by the Jews um, that have exact dates on them. The earliest um, exactly dated Jewish coin dates to 80, BC. It was minted by uh, Jonathan the king, otherwise known as Alexander Janaeus. But as we come closer to our day and come closer to the time of the Second Temple, more and more strict, strong archaeological evidence shows that the Jews were where they were supposed to be according to the biblical books. And therefore, um, uh, you have to bear in mind that maybe Far back, we're less sure. As we get closer to the time of the Second Temple and during the Second Temple, there is no reason to doubt at all um, that the uh, Jews were in the land, they were striking coins, they were using symbols that are described in, um, in the ancient sources on their coins, and their names were appearing on the coins as well. So I think there's no question um, that, that uh, certainly in the Second Temple period, um, uh, the biblical books do reinforce everything we find in the archaeological record. Well, the task at hand now is to give something of a wrap of an eight-part series on Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel. And oh, what a story it is, but the story in so many ways is so very gory. The uh, passage of Israel is marked with many a battle. And we've explored the battles and the boundary some from biblical antiquity right up to modernity. And considered all the while how God is watching over his word to perform it and to perform it here in the land of Israel. One of the tragedies in all this seems to me is how the reality of what's really being played out here is so very obscured. It seems to me that truth is the first casualty in the war to tell the story about what's going on. A world where the Jews are so vilified and, and, and those that are hell-bent on the destruction of the Jewish state glorified. To me, it's all upside down. To me, I like the Bible to give me some vision, and we note here in Ezekiel, and I want you to turn to the very end of this prophetic book. In the 47th chapter, he says, these are the borders, in verse 13, 
by which you shall divide the land as an inheritance. It's not tacit, it's explicit. God gave a land, the particulars are delineated, and one can read on and note how those borders are expanded actually beyond the current land holdings in the land of Israel, where the forces of darkness are bent on dividing the land and squeezing it. Actually, the biblical vision is to expand it. I'll know I'll get some bad mail for saying that, but I'm not trying to win a popularity contest. He says in verse 14, you shall inherit the land. For I raised my hand in an oath, he says, to give it to your fathers. And this land shall fall to you as an inheritance. I'm miffed at one level how someone can claim to be a Bible believer on the one hand, but not come to terms with what the literature says so clearly on the other. This series, Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, was prayerfully and carefully put together with the mind to counterbalance the insanity to bring biblical medicine to life's assorted hurts. What I want you to know is that not only does uh, the Bible, does the God of the Bible commend this land to a particular people, but he notes herein as well that uh, there's places for many other peoples to dwell peaceably round about and even within Israel. He says in verse 22 of the 47th chapter that uh, the residents herein should find a place to dwell peacefully amongst the Hebrew people if they're minded to do so. There's a wonderful story. There's room for all in God's arms and his arm is extended. And it seems we're living at a time today when God's extending his arm to Jewish people and non-Jewish people and bringing a testimony the world over how God is in fact working and walking upon the earth to make his will and ways known fully and finally. This series has been all about the land of Israel, which we love with all of our hearts, so much that our son lived there for three years. He had an amazing time in the land of Israel. Yes, and in your case, it's love in the original sense, in Hebrew, ahav, which means to do good on behalf of. It's not just an affection, it is that, but your family's invested in participating in uh, bringing about God's will in the ancestral homeland. Thank you. Well, we've learned so much from this series. David Dolan is, is like a walking encyclopedia in his brain, the knowledge that he has. And he moved there in 1980, is that correct? I forget the exact year, okay. but he has a lifetime of accumulating information. Worked CBS, you know, and a journalist. He was all about gathering the facts, the history on the ground. Well, we're so thankful that our ministry found him and his insight along with your biblical insight and uh, been a treat. Well, we find our way to friends with common values, whether a journalist on his part, an eccentric theologian on my part, good Christian people like you and like you. We participate together, uh, believing that there's a story here that, that has value. Can I quote a Psalm uh, 50, chapter 50, verse 2? Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines forth. And uh, there's just something special looking at the land, the literature, the people, the place, and we hope God looks beautiful uh, and that he shines forth through this series.
Can you give us a little glimpse of what's coming up? Well, you know, it's, it's not over yet. Uh, uh, there's lots of stories to tell, and uh, we're forever busy gearing up. Uh, we're just, uh, we just button down our tickets to get there for the next series that we're shooting, and we conversate about what's next, what's next. You know, there's a few thousand pages in this, and when if you look at what's happening back here in the Bible, and you pick up a newspaper and see what's happening in the world today, I mean, there's plenty of stories to tell. I, and I was going to say, uh, on that, there's so much ancient history that we learned about Eretz Israel, the, the land of Israel. But even today, I mean, uh, we see in the news, literally daily, there are new discoveries being unearthed in the land. It's not a stagnant old land. It's vitally alive right, right. right it, now. It, it, it's not static. It's very dynamic. And in series like this and other ones like it, we go to places right when it breaks. You know, we get there uh, just when the professors finish dusting off the sites, wow. you know, and, and we like to be first in early in the game. And uh, we think our supporters deserve that. We want to be their journalists. Uh, David Dolan looks at the news. We look at the news and the good news, put it all together through the eyes of the Jews, and uh, we love to do it. But you went to some places. What was, uh, do you have a memorable, play, memorable place from where this series took you? I mean, you went to ancient sites. Places we don't go on tour. Oh, I know. What I remember the most is my producer, what he puts me through. <laughs> it gets hot sometimes out there. You know, we're off the beaten path. We're away from the air conditioning, and I like air conditioning. I'm a little on the spoiled side. Well, you looked like Indiana Jones when you were there, I just got to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I felt like Indiana Jones, too, by the way, <laughs> except after he did his set, he went to some cool trailer True. and drank some bubbly. <laughs> I just sat there in the heat. But it, it's a joy to do it, tell you the truth, but it's work. Well, it's a joy to be part of it with you. And please come back next week. We're not ending anything here. We have more series to bring you, more good news, more all about this beautiful land and the people of Israel. We do end this series with the song from our founder, Zola Levitt. And we've been doing it for 40 years and looking forward to the next. As you go now, Sha'alu Shalom Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Join us right now for additional content that is only available on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter.
Visit our website, levitt.com, for the current and past programs, the television schedule, tour information, and our free monthly newsletter, which is full of insightful articles and news commentary. View it online, or we can ship it directly to your mailbox every month. Also on our website is the online store. There, you can order this week's resource, or you can always give us a call at 1-800-WONDERS. Your donations to Our Jewish Roots help us to support these organizations as they bless Israel. Please remember we depend on tax-deductible donations from viewers like you. This has been a paid program brought to you by Zola Levitt Ministry.